This podcast is brought to you by impactears.club. What's the secret to getting yourself hired? Well, that's the million dollar question every college graduate has, and we're cracking the code of how tech companies hire and take a peek inside the HR curtain. Tune into our Tech Career show for a full reveal of all the secrets of landing your dream job. And now, introducing your host Hey everyone and welcome to the Tech Career Show. In this episode, SaaS industry co-founder Benjamin Matthew dives in deep with Vivyanshu Negi, who's presently the VP of Engineering at Zappi. Listen on to hear how Vivyanshu caught the founder bug during his early years in the tech industry and how that led him out of the country to eventually landing the VP role at Zappi. Ben also gets down to the basics of what it means to be an engineer and how viable engineering is as a career option during this climate for new aspirants. Hope you all enjoy the show. Hey Dev, uh, welcome to the show. Hey, hi Ben. Amazing to be here. Glad to have you here actually. Um and thank you for taking the time off to um time out of your busy schedule um uh, just to give the listeners a quick sneak peek. Um Dev who's with us is the VP of engineering at Zappi and I'd love to hear from you that journey of how you ended up in that place. Okay, sure. So it's been a long journey uh, so far. Uh, so I started back in like 2012 out of my college. I was working like as a software engineer, uh, mostly as a freelancer, contractor. Then I left doing that and I thought let's start a business of my own. Then I started building like these software apps, mobile apps. I launched a couple of my own startups, failed wow. on some of them and uh, got like 1 million downloads in one of my own project, got really excited with that. Uh then back in like uh, 2020 when the pandemic hit the country, I was thinking uh, let's build something meaningful. Meaningful means which is really solving a real world problem. Mm-hmm. And in that case, I started working on on my own project like I left everything all the jobs. I thought I have like money left in my bank, let's let invest that only and start building miralink so miralink was something if uh, if we have listeners from india they know uh, dukan which is like one of the biggest startup right now in india uh, so it was similar to that and they were also working on the same timeline when i was working on miralink but i was a single founder and with no like major investments then while developing it i really stuck on the marketing side uh, but i had the whole development ready uh, at that time i met one founder from uh, Singapore and he was building something similar for the Thai audience. Okay. Wilfred. So then we connected and uh, we thought it's right time for me to join his team as a tech lead and lead the engineering team because I have already solved some of the problems which they are trying to solve now. Uh so after joining there for for a year, uh they just promoted me to VP of engineering because the engineering team grew uh, like uh, doubled in one year. Uh so some wow. they needed someone to just manage the whole team and since then it's been a great journey so far hey awesome man so um i can see that you've got the founder bug in you and uh what would be like a, a quick uh insight that you could give anyone who's coming in from the engineering field to say okay um as a founder this is something that you should or if you're interested in fa- setting up something this is something that you should be um careful about or or cautious about so one thing from my own experiences i have seen is uh, when i was like starting uh, building something out right out of the college 
my ambitions were like quite huge uh, compared to the skill set. Uh, right. So uh, one thing which I would now, if I implement something is I know what are my skill sets, what I can build and what are the resources I have in hand. So these all things matter a lot when you are starting on a new project and you have to have like a proper deadline set and proper uh, now in like business terms, we say like KPIs and OKRs set uh, before jumping into into this train. Right. And, and just... For young listeners who've never heard of what a KPI is and an OKR is, um, could you elaborate on that just so that they, as young students will be like, oh, what are these massive terms that he's using now, right? So <laughs> let, let's break it down for them. Yeah. So usually KPI, uh, OKRs are like objectives and the key results which you want to uh, get from something you do. So you have, a, uh, you have a pointers which you note down. For example, if you are launching, uh, launching a launching just you're making up instagram page just for example so you you should set up an okr okay how many which niche i'm going to target how many users i want in certain month and what what how many posts should i post daily and am i reaching the goals i have set already so these are the things which are like measurable points which you can uh, which you can do when you're uh, starting something up totally and kpis yeah kpis are the initiatives like the the key initiatives which you which you do to reach these objectives. So KPIs lead you to these OKRs. Awesome. Awesome. So Div, um, you've been with Zappi for a year, year and a half. Uh, I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of colleagues with you um, who know you intricately. So my next question will be for those colleagues. Um, what's something that they don't know about you? A quirk, a uh, uh, a, a hobby that you have something a fact that you know it's not commonly known <laughs> so yeah so mostly like all, all my team members know me pretty well we have a lot of one-on-ones with my engineering team uh, mates and we discuss casually a lot of things we know each other's hobbies uh, but still i think some of them would not know that i play like dota uh, a computer game a lot and usually i just hang out with my friends before sleeping for one hour, almost every day. Nice. And uh, Dota is, uh, what type of game is that? It's it's a, like a MOBA, multiplayer online battle arena. Okay, something uh, like a first person uh, game, third person game? Uh, it's, uh, it's a third person game. If, if for mobile users, if they have played Clash of Clans or Clash Royale, right. I think those are similar. What they have done in nice. mobile, it's similar to that in the desktop side. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, great. So every day you wake up and, uh, you're driven to go to work and Mm -hmm. there's a challenge there that sits there. Right. But behind all of that, there is a motivation. There is a driver. There's a, there's something that kind of makes you wake up and face the day on a daily basis. What's that for you? Yeah, very, very interesting question, actually. So, so usually uh, I was also thinking about this uh, long back when uh, like what is really motivating me uh, every day to to do my job well. So from the beginning, as I have seen, like since I started as a professional career, I have been solving problem. So yep. this has become a habit now, like it's it's like brushing your teeth. Then you have to then then what's the next step? It's uh, taking a bath. What's the next step? It's solving a problem. 
so it's like that the part a hobby in your in your daily daily routine it's it's that motivation it's just the hobby that you need to get a problem and you have to find the solution and you have to push something out so someone can just use it nice and that's what wakes you up every day in the morning exactly so it's like the desire to build something useful to solve problems and make things simpler uh, which can be made simpler with the use of technology so so you're 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 a problem solver at at the basal level if i'm not mistaken uh yeah i consider myself that all right great um why i'm why i'm going towards that specific aspect is um uh, your vp of engineering right so yeah uh the 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 whole question is what is this engineering as a career opportunity how do we how do we really um define that because uh, and i'll i'll give you the back story of why i'm asking this uh question right mm-hmm. uh, especially in india there's a lot of people out there who um go to engineering because uh, dad and mom said you have to go right or yeah. so and so who is your best friend has ended up in engineering and i want to continue to study with him therefore i go um i mean the reasons are various very seldom uh, more often than not it it's it's the case is that out of interest you've actually gone to become an engineer right mm-hmm. yeah um and so that's why i was like okay you can do your engineering degree and all of that and you pass all your papers but nobody really understands what it means to be an engineer what is the the fundamental crux of uh you know being an engineer what is that to you and i I'd, i'd love to hear your personal view about that yeah sure so uh, this is a very very good question and this has come up in a lot of our discussions as well uh so in terms of like as a career opportunity uh, engineering i think is the best career opportunity out there but also it has to be something you personally are motivated to be an engineer and now what is an engineer engineer is basically someone who loves to solve problems uh, the real world problems use uses analytical mind to find creative solutions to the problems and just keep building and it's a very uh, it's a job which require you 100% focus uh, whenever you are doing something so sometimes it's like uh, there are certain jobs for example if you are a painter uh, you you can be in your flow in your painting flow but in engineering you are using your that logical mind most of the times and you are solving that problem so it it puts a little bit of stress in your mind so you have to be ready to face that stress daily like for for 8 hours a day and so it becomes a little bit challenging sometimes and if if you join this as a uh, as a career opportunity to just monetize this opportunity i feel i think like some people get burned out after a while and then they start thinking okay this is the time to just change the career got it and and as a young graduate who just you know comes out of college what's that one misunderstanding or misconception that um that's there that you've seen i'm i'm sure you've worked with new recruits um you know fresh out of university what's that misunderstanding that they bring to the job market um from an engineering perspective uh yeah so we we do like i do take a look at a lot of resumes and a lot of candidates profiles one thing which uh, which confuses me a lot is most of the graduates they try to uh, deliver a lot in their resumes they show they know a lot of stuff already instead of just mm. focusing on one single thing which they are good at 
So I think th- because when I'm looking at resumes, I'm, I'm like, how can you know so much just out right out of the college? And if you go and right. we are just looking out for just single one single skill, either you can be a front end engineer, back end engineer. I'm just talking about the software side. So either just focus on one thing, be better at that, and just present that part of your uh, of your like uh, knowledge. Right. I think that that's that's uh, as simple as it gets. Right. Um, uh, like be focused on that one simple thing and then you can build on at a later point in time as exactly. your career progresses. Exactly. Right. And also like I've seen uh, new like new joiners, they get pretty excited with any new tech which is out there and being marketed to them. And they mm-hmm. think like this is the next big thing. But generally with my experience of like 10 years, I've seen most of the softwares, most of the frameworks, languages, they are just repackaged and sold to different markets at the different time to solve a specific problem. Totally, totally, got it. Um, I want to go back to your entrepreneurial stint um, because I think there's a lot that is there that that uh, drives or stems from being an engineer. Uh, and why I say that is, um, like, a, a, I think a large percentage. I don't know what the exact percentage is, but I think it's over eighty percent of all founders. Um, especially in technology and uh, and SaaS, are actually engineering uh, graduates, right? And they come into that um, field and say, okay, I want to do something to change the world or I want to solve a specific problem. And they they walk into this engineering uh, problem and, and try to solve it and eventually end up doing things that are got nothing to do with engineering, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, ha- like when you decided that you wanted to be a founder, right? You did your engineering, you passed out, you you came out and you're like, okay, I want to solve this problem. Let me set up a company. Like wh- what was your, what was your thought process like? How did you think this through and say, okay, this is what I want to do. And and it's not just one company. I think you've, you've set up a, a couple of companies. So if you can take us through that whole um, thinking process, it would be quite interesting because I'm sure there are potential founders sitting in, 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 classes and listening um, to this podcast. So it'll be interesting for them to kind of formulate their their thought process around what you have to say as well. Okay. So there are two versions of it. One is like a long version and a short version. Long version starts like from the beginning when I was a small kid, basically. Uh, right. Back then, I used to see this, this cartoon show, which is like Dexter's Lab. Yes. A very famous show of our times. So... Uh, I was very, very motivated with that, with Dexter, like his own lab, he's building things on his lab and just his D is like breaking things up. So this, when my teacher asked me once, like, what do you want to become when you grow up? I said, like, I want to become a scientist because I thought Dexter is a scientist. Right. Uh, then I grew up and uh, uh, my father was an engineer and I used to see him going into these electrical grids, solving these transformer problems, electrical problems. And I was like, wow, this, this sounds really cool. And uh, then I thought, okay, let's join, uh, start doing something in computers because that was new and exciting for me in, the, in my right. school days. Uh, so after that, like interest in computers was there. Then I started doing it, it in college. In the last year, there was a choice either to go take a job or to 
to to start your own venture so i was lucky enough that in my college days i found some good mentors who told me who just explained me how the how the job market works basically and mm-hmm. right out of the college how the industry is and i was i was a little skeptical about that kind of lifestyle so i thought okay let's let's start something because there is nothing to lose right now i'm just out of the college what what the worst can happen is i'll i'll just fail in it uh so that's what i did i i started building something uh i did and to fund my uh, because when you are just a fresh graduate your parents are not going to fund you after that uh <laughs> after when you passed out so to fix that uh i started my contracting career so i i i opened a account in freelancer started doing some contracts getting projects from outside india and uh, they were filling the money gap and i'm just investing that on building what what i thought is a good thing which is a gaming company so i so started you, you literally yeah. bootstrapped it yeah yeah exactly so i was just earning from the contract uh, putting it in uh, to build that product uh, to that game basically wow and sorry uh, i stopped your thought please go ahead <laughs> gaming company yeah 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 so so at that time i was very noob at even uh, like programming uh, in terms of what framework to choose how to build a game i i just started with whatever i had like html css and javascript that's what i i learned in college so i was just putting it out i launched a game the first dollar which came after i launched it in the play store uh, in mm-hmm. 2013 uh, like 10 dollars i think from ad revenue i don't know like that feeling of receiving something uh, and there is no broker in between like i'm not putting my time to build i'm not like selling my time to get this 10 dollar right. i don't know that feeling was was something else like it it was not like a, your first paycheck or or anything else so that just did something in me and i thought now i want to do this a lot like to build things and to maybe uh, generate revenue from that or right. solve more problems similar problems and then i thought okay gaming is maybe not my niche uh, so look at some good problems to solve using the skills i have right yeah so this is how how i started doing building things basically and this is this has been my journey being a founder i'm just looking out for opportunities which which what's the problem out there how can i fix this and there are uh, there are thousands of problems which are still left open for anyone to just pick up and solve and again it's not that easy when when you do that because there is a monetary thing then you have to monetize it market it so it's not just building so i i learned the skill to build but i still lack the skills to market so yeah that's that's been my journey so far so i mean ultimately uh, there's a lot of learning that goes in between but i i think i want to highlight one one very critical factor and i've i've interviewed quite a few people um now and all of them have said pretty much what you just mentioned um and Uh, that's the whole concept of experimentation right what do i have to lose right out of college um worst case that's going to happen i'm going to fail that, i believe that's that's your exact words yes. and and it's it's something that i've seen resonating across um the technology uh industry and most people who come out and who really do well have experimented in the early phase of their career right uh, i was interviewing another gentleman um uh, and he was telling me how he was experimenting while in college right he went to all these competitions and events and got funding and did a whole lot of things but um you know that experimentation is a critical aspect and i believe 
that comes out of what I'm calling the learning mindset, right? Um, the, the whole ability to, to say that I don't know, even as an engineer, I don't know what the solution is, but I'm willing to sit here and discover something out of it. Exactly. Right. I mean, like, can that be learned or is it something that's uh, inherent to a person? How, how, because I've seen a lot of people who don't do anything with the talents that they have as well. Yeah. So even my beginning thoughts were that like, this is something which comes within you, like to, to learn so much and to be just motivated to learn, to, to not be scared to fail. Uh, but I was listening to this podcast by Naval Ravikant. Uh, mm -hmm. So he mentioned like, uh, if for some reason, like the whole world decides like, okay, now every man should be working as an engineer or, or, or into the core critical thinking jobs. Uh, right. Then in five years, uh, the whole world will be free of major jobs and the robots will be doing all our work in next five years. He predicted that. And what the humans will be doing is mostly entertainment, critical thinking and explorations. Right. So, so I think it's, it's, it's not now, I think like, it's not something which comes within you. It's something which you can learn as a habit. So habit, I think is one thing which we can build up, uh, even for learning. So if someone has a habit of learning every day, something new, uh, it will compound in time in month and six months, and then he will be a learning machine and a learning machine is basically an engineer. <laughs> okay, that's that's a very interesting way of of putting it. So, learning is the critical aspect of being an engineer, in your opinion. Exactly. So every day, every single day, or even like every quarter in a day, I'm learning something new about about something. Okay. All right. So I've got a hypothetical question here. Right. Um, you, you're ten years into your career, give or take. Right. But ten years. Yeah. Um, if you could go back to the day of your graduation and talk to yourself, right? What is that one piece of advice that you would give yourself? Mm. I would say to myself to just focus on one thing and not be scattered around the whole place because that I did <laughs> when I started and yeah, just be, be more focused on, on certain things to what you are learning or what you are doing and, uh, and, uh, think in long term, not in short term. Okay. Um, but don't, don't, wouldn't you, I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. Wouldn't you say that, um, having that experience, the broader experience of having done multiple things has equipped you more than if you had probably focused on that one thing. I don't know. Like I can't say like, uh, doing a lot of things have equipped me with this because if, if I I'm saying if I focus on just one thing, uh, just learning one specific task, which I'm good at, and that will build a habit in me. I'm be, I'll be very good at that particular task, but instead on as a side effect, I will be a learning machine. I'll become a learning machine. So learning anything new, I will be ready with the framework so I can learn anything which comes up because now I have a framework. So what I, how I build this framework after 10 years, still I'm building, I'm not very good at learning, uh, is, is like, just keep going and doing same thing again and again, and just, just keep on learning on, on that specific topic, be a master of that. 
So basically repetition gives you the learning to, or, or gives you the expertise to become uh, uh, an expert in that specific field, so to speak. Yes. This is, this has, this is my learning framework has been so far. Just keep doing the same thing again and again and keep learning, keep uh, doing it with a different inputs. Like as we say in, in, in programming terms, if you have a function with parameters, just pass different parameters to it, see what the result is and just keep learning from that. Right. Awesome. Great. All right. So I've got, um, I've got a couple of rapid fire questions. I mean, not exactly rapid fire, but quick answer questions here. Right. Um, that I'd want to run through, uh, with you. Um, first one, Apple or Android and why? <laughs> Apple. So yeah, this is, this has an interesting story in my life. So I started okay. when back in my college, I was making these games. So I was more fascinated with Android because that's what I, I was using as an Android phone. Right. Uh, but I got frustrated with using this Android phones back then. The operating system was very buggy and the devices I was using were very cheap. So they got heat up. They just, and I was dealing with a lot of clients. So yeah. I was just really frustrated with my phones and I changed a couple of them, uh, the Androids. Then my right. friend told me there is, you can just buy an iPhone, just invest a little bit more and buy an iPhone. So I got okay. an iPhone, iPhone six, I think the first phone. And after that, I have never looked on any 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 other operating system apart from apple the <laughs> the ecosystem just hooks you in and it's just so smooth uh, you don't feel any need to look out for anything else but but that's the whole point right sorry i i i, I was an apple uh person and I, I walked away from apple because <laughs> it it it's like you said the ecosystem hooks you and you can't get out and do something outside of it Sorry. Exactly. So, so for me, it's fit in. So I think I'm the use case where it's fit in because uh, most of the development I'm doing in a Mac. So the iPhone gets ah. that very easily. And uh, then AirPods you have to buy because then it syncs very smoothly with both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are buying an iPad, I don't think there is any other alternate for a tablet out there apart from an iPad, uh, the features which iPad provides. So I'm I'm being I'm a very big Apple fanboy at this point. <laughs> I can keep going. Okay, I'm not gonna argue then. <laughs> but yeah, I get I get where you're going. All right. Um, your most used app on your phone? Uh, apart from WhatsApp. Like yeah, I think WhatsApp, WhatsApp is the. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Apart from WhatsApp and other social media apps, mm, 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 which app do I use a lot? Mm. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah, okay, social media in 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 some format, but okay, fine. <laughs> so uh, again, within that space and that framework, so not not an issue. Great. Um, are you a reader, by the way? Do you read books? I do. Yeah, I do. A, I do read a lot of books, but haven't read from last six months. I want to con like go back to that back. again like reading again yeah got it um what's your favorite book uh it's very very hard to say i love a lot of books fiction non-fiction on the fiction side uh khalid husseini's uh, kite runner that is one of my best books i have okay. ever read and uh, on the non-fiction side i think noel yuva harari's homo sapiens uh, i read yeah. it like a few years back it had a huge impact on my thought process and uh, and what yeah. else? 
yeah, I think the hard things about hard things. That's one of the book I was reading, but never completed it. Interesting. Okay. Um, I, any favorite movie? Interstellar. Interstellar. Okay, that's that's a unique answer. Can I ask why? <laughs> I don't know. I have so usually I a movie is something which I I watch once and I never go back to it. But Interstellar right. is something which I have seen like ten times and. Again, if if you start playing it again, I'll be just sitting there and watching it. I don't know. It's the cinematography, it's the story, it's the acting. Everything gets me there. Right. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Um, we'll jump back uh, into just one, a couple of more questions. Um, is there any goal that you had when you were a young child that you still hold really like you know close to you and that you want to achieve? As a child, uh, most of my or goals, I think, I have, yeah, I have forgotten my childhood goals. But as a young person, when I was in college, I used, because I live close to the mountains in, in Uttarakhand. And okay. so I had a plan, like maybe having a small cabin up there with the classes all around and having nice. my workstation there. So to sit there, watch the mountains and just walking. Okay, great. Um... A little more uh, in-depth question. Um, was there a point in your life that you actually knew you had to become an engineer? Like engineering is what I want. This is where I am uh, meant to be. So there was no such such sudden event like then when I thought I have to be become an engineer. Actually, uh, when I was in my like 11th and 12th, I was preparing mostly for for anything like I, I was just preparing to go to college and there was no defined path for me uh, but I was always excited uh, with my like family the engineering background so I thought like this is something uh, which will be good for me and I have always been a fan of you I've told you like Dexter so I thought this yeah. is something which will take me to that lab which I'm planning to build. <laughs> Okay, so I think next time we come to Uttarakhand, we'll we'll kind of see the the. Yeah, I'll take uh, you to my hidden <laughs> mountain cave with a big lab inside. Nice. I think that's that's an interesting dream to have. Actually, I mean, very very unique, and I think uh, it'll be quite interesting if you can get students to come or young young minds to come and actually discover stuff, experiment, and learn, and you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be quite a quite a sight. So yeah, I th I think I like that one. <laughs> um, great, Dev. Um, I just want to say thanks so much for taking the time to to uh, you know come on this podcast and spend with us and you know open yourself and make yourself vulnerable to us. And um, I think kids have who listen to this, um, both young and old. Like I think everyone would really see a lot of insight out of this. Uh, and understand, you know, how uh, a learning mindset is really um, uh, like fundamental to becoming an engineer. And, and it's, it's all about that engineering mindset that you have. So really want to thank you for taking the time to, to uh, talk to us. Um, yeah. Any last words that you would have for young graduate engineers out there? Again, I would say like, uh, keep learning, keep uh, like, uh, try to build as many side projects or small projects you can start with just copying what already exists just tweak around it that's the best way to learn which i have 
I have learned so far. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being here on the show. And um, yeah, thank you. I know. I hope we'll probably meet each other some someplace in the future as well. And uh, looking forward to it. Sure, sure. Uh, whenever I'm in Bangalore, I'll surely be contacting you. Done. Done. Okay. Thank you, Ben. Thank you so much for, uh, for this uh, podcast. Most welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Enjoyed listening to this podcast? Well, follow us and hit that subscribe button and let us know what you think. And don't forget to tune in to the next edition of the podcast right here. This podcast of the Tech Career Show was brought to you by impactiers.club.